doesn't need no opera Here for the operation Welcome to another episode of the Slasher Sanitarium Podcast. I am your host, Troy. It is episode two of Channel Zero. Uh, before we get into it, though, I want to remind you all that the Slasher Sanitarium Podcast is brought to you by the Questionable Endeavor Network. Visit questionnetwork.com for information on all the podcasts available under the Questionable Endeavor Network banner. Visit the website for articles, streaming videos about wrestling, horror, gaming, and more. Check out our serial horror podcast, the Shadowvane Podcast. If you are into uh, geek and gaming culture, check out the Geek and Gamer Guild Podcast, as well as Pwn Stars. If you're a fan of anime, check out Tuning Japanese, currently doing a Trigun. Uh, if you are a fan of wrestling, check out the Rundown Wrestling Podcast. I've actually been on the last two weeks. And it's a weekly show reviewing the current WWE product and as well as some of the indies as well. Uh, or you can check out the Raw Attitude podcast, which chronicles the Monday Night Raw episodes from the Attitude Era, as well as the New Blood Rising podcast currently going through the original ECW run. Uh, email the show, the Slasher Sanitarium at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at Slasher Podcast or like our Facebook page. Uh, please visit patreon.com slash slasher podcast to support and keep the slasher sanitarium alive if you wish to sponsor the slasher sanitarium please head over to advertisecast.com slash eight two four so let's get into the episode proper here uh, we start the episode off in november of 1988 and uh, we see a yosemite sam looking guy uh, he goes walking through finds a dead kid laying in the woods the corpse looks pretty desiccated looks like it's been out there for a while doesn't seem at all shocked by this but when he looks up he sees there are three more kids hanging from the tree and again doesn't really react cut to a news report uh, saying that they could not find eddie's body and the report it kind of gets starts getting staticky and is slowly interrupted by candle cove the candle cove episode is pirate percy um being a little bitch uh, saying that he is afraid of the storm that's going on around him. Uh, his ship, that's right, his ship has a face and talks to him. Tells him that he needs to go into Bravery Cave. And tells him in such a way that no one should believe this thing at all. It's just like, you need to go into the cave. You're totally going to be fine. So Musta Mustache Worm uh, is very welcome of Percy, telling him to come on in. Uh, he says that Percy's new friend is waiting for him. Uh, but Percy says he doesn't know how to play, which is weird, but whatever. Uh, the worm then says Katie's name, and we see that Katie is actually watching Candle Cove. Uh, the worm thing tells her to look under her bed and to come and visit because they miss her. So we cut over to the parents sleeping in bed when they are, are awoken by the little brother screaming. Cut over to a hook lying on the floor dripping blood, and we hear the mother keep saying, what did you do to him over and over? Cut over to the hospital. Uh, apparently, Katie has stabbed her brother, and uh, it doesn't seem to be all that bad um, because the kid seemed okay. I mean, obviously, he's a little shocked. Katie seems to be worse off than the kid who got stabbed. Uh, but the mother calls Mike and lets him know what's going on, and it seems like she finally believes Mike. And when I say finally, I say it's only episode two, and it seems really quick. To be on the side of the TV show that kills people uh, side of the argument 
when, you know, she, Mike has only been in town for, what, three days at this point? Mike returns to his mother's house with his bags packed. Um, they talk about the show causing people to hurt others, and Mike says that he wants to try to stop it, and the mother agrees to help. We go back to the hospital, and we get Jessica and Gary having a conversation about Mike. Gary still wonders if Mike really did find their daughter out there, or if he, I guess, took her, ripped a couple of her teeth out, and then just brought her back for no reason. Uh, his his whole sentiment towards Mike is, is really strange here, because uh, I understand, you know, they're trying to play it off as, oh, he's got kind of a cop's mind, and, and you know, Mike, Mike is a little sketchy, but Mike is also the guy that found your daughter, and... He, he has a history of being out there and the things that happen out there. And Gary doesn't seem to want to listen to the reasons why he was able to find her. Um, because Mike's got a valid reason why he found her. The, he's been out in those woods before. A lot of, a lot of crazy shit going on out there. Um, but again, Gary just blind to it. Uh, so Marla meets a woman at a cafe. Uh, seems that this woman may be one of the mothers of one of the murdered kids. Um, Marla is asking the woman about Candle Cove. And, um, you know, they kind of have a conversation. Marla and the woman both seem to have an understanding of, hey, you know, this thing is real. Uh, so, uh, that conversation, not much going on there, but that woman is kind of important towards the end of the episode. Uh, so Mike tries to leave the elevator and is stopped by the cop from the dinner. And the cop wants to know what makes a kid want to disavow her brother, uh, which is a weird question to ask, but like, everyone seems to be just really on the side of Mike as a creeper. And I don't think he's really done all that much to to have earned that reputation. Uh, so Mike finally gets over to Jessica, uh, and they kind of share an embrace, and they seem to be way too close to have not boned in the past, or at least kind of felt each other up. There seems to be more of a relationship there than, than what we've been shown so far. Uh, Mike stops to see a kid drawing on the wall of a pirate ship. Uh, it doesn't look all that sinister, but it is a pirate ship, which we obviously you know, know from the show. There's also a cave drawing on it and some, some railroad tracks. Mike doesn't seem to recognize what this is, but he at least recognizes that, okay, this is a pirate ship, but it's something to go on. Um, so... We head over to the TV station, where Marla is talking to the TV station guy, who is a gigantic creeper. Uh, TV station guy, he knows of Candle Cove, uh, but says that, and then he says that it wishes it was broadcast there, but it was not. So Marla asks um, how she can see it, and the guy asks her if she, he wants, she wants to see something cool. Uh, instead of whipping out his dick, uh, he takes her to a room to watch something. He shows her a tape of something called Laughing Stock Comes to Iron Hill, which the radio station is called Iron Hill. So that should be your first indication that this is bullshit. Uh, Creeper is being very creepy, kind of eyeing up Marla. And um, during the, the recording that they're watching, a cat jumps in front of the screen. Um, so Creeper explains that it is a fake Candle Cove show. It's more of a, a fan-made video made by him. Um, and he, he says that he used to watch Candle Cove as a kid. And that he, um, that there must have been a pirate signal for a pirate show. You know, Marla asks him how, how it is that they were able to broadcast on different channels every time. And that, that's pretty much it. They just kind of reason, oh, well, someone must have just been getting into wherever they could get into. 
uh, back in the hospital and we get Gary watching over Katie. Uh, Mike comes in to see Katie and Gary fucks off. Uh, Mike gives Katie the bird toy that Jessica wanted to give her earlier. And Mike shows her the picture he took from the wall. He asks if she drew it. Mike explains what's in the picture. Uh, Katie isn't very good at conversation at this point. Mike asks her what happens when she watched Candle Cove. And she responds with, uh, how long is jail? Uh, I can tell you, as the fact that you're like a 12-year-old kid, uh, you probably wouldn't be going to jail. You'd probably go into a psych ward. Uh, cut back to the bed, and Katie is now transformed to Eddie. Mike asks where they are going. Katie tells him that the, the cave where they went. Mike asks like 30 questions a row without giving Katie a single chance to answer. Finally, it seems that uh, uh, Katie says that there was another kid there who was put in the ground a long time ago. Nice and creepy. Uh, Katie tells Mike he has to go there. Mike has put his hand on Katie's leg and Gary rushes into the room, so he really just thinks Mike is a pedophile at this point. Uh, they they both leave and they have a conversation and we see on the monitor that uh, the tooth man is slowly walking into the room towards Katie. Uh, he bends down to give her a kiss, maybe? We'll call that that. And we've got to commercial. Uh, Gary's still being a cunt and Mike asks if there are any other missing persons cases nearby. And Gary tells him no and kind of acts like this is an odd question to ask. But again, Mike is there to try to help. Uh, but Mike leaves, and he sees someone push some curtains that look like giant strips of flesh. I, I, I guess it was a really weird kind of scene. I know it was trying to kind of invoke that there's kind of spookiness around, but it didn't make a lot of sense. So, cut up with a lady cop as she heads over to uh, some random chick's house. Apparently there was a break, and, and all they took was a keepsake box, which uh, apparently contained this woman this woman's kid's baby teeth. Uh, Lady Cop seems disgusted by this, but then says that teeth are bones, um, which they're not, which is weird, and that we're showing off part of our skeleton when we smile. So you just, like, took one thing that was a, that was a little bit creepy, but not that big of a deal, because, you know, people, people save their baby's teeth all the time, and made it even creepier by saying that it's part of our skeleton. Cut back over to Mike, and we see that uh, he has taped up the picture under the TV. Uh, his phone is going off. It goes off for a while before he finally answers, and we see that he's talking to his daughter. Uh, Lily was going to say something but stopped, and she heard something in the dark hallway. Uh, I'm not sure what exactly it was, but there's definitely kind of something ominous there. Um, but she says, you have to go inside. Uh, then quickly snaps back and says, oh, I brushed my teeth, and I'm not supposed to call you. So um, after the phone call, Mark, uh, Marla comes home, and she sees a drawing on the TV. Uh, Mike's staring at the, from the kitchen for a long time before saying anything to her. Winds up making her jump, creeps her out. Marla asks if she thinks she, uh, she knows the place, and Marla wind, winds up giving him more information saying that it's the old rail yard that they used to play at. Marla asks if she should go call Gary, and Mike correctly says no. Mike and Marla head to the rail yard, and uh, we see that there, um, there, there's some talk of Eddie here, where you know Mike and, and Marla kind of have it out a little bit here, because... You know, Mike says, I see him everywhere, and Marla's like, oh, like, you know, you leave, but you, what's the point of leaving if you can't heal up the wound? And uh, Mike is like, I, I didn't leave, you sent me away. So 
um, little bit of insight into Marla, honestly. So she, she she sent Mike away, but this whole time has been kind of acting like Mike has abandoned her. Uh, so it kind of says a little bit about her mental state that she has kind of rewritten history into her own mind, being that, oh, Mike just left. I don't know if she assumed that once he was old enough, he was going to come back and it took longer or what, but like you sent him away. So I don't know what you, what you're expecting. Uh, so Mike sees someone off in the distance, tells Marlo to stare where they are, where she is, and, uh, goes and talks to a possible child killer by himself. So Mike hears some banging upstairs, climbs a bunch of flights of stairs, finally reaches the top, finds himself in a room that he and Eddie used to spend time in. Um, we know this because we keep getting little cuts all through in most of these scenes, all through the episode, really. We keep getting little cuts back of Mike and Eddie in, in the same um, areas that he that Mike is now. Uh, usually just playing and things like that, but we also get a couple more you know shots of Eddie with a hook in his chest and... Um, other kind of scary shit. So, slow pan over, and Mike walks further into the building. He finds a hole in the wall. Literally a hole in the wall. He sees Eddie standing there, so he keeps going. And Mike runs a corner and finds a body lying on the ground and it is surrounded by candles. Uh, the body is long since dead, and Mike believes that it's Eddie. Uh, the police then arrive. Lady Cop says that the body was positioned to make it seem ritualistic or religious, and Gary heads over to talk to Mike and Marla, or not really talk to Mike, he more kind of says, hey Mike, and then grabs Marla's hand, tries to comfort Marla, Mike watches the body get taken away, and then we cut over back home, Marla's staring off into the closet, and we get a flashback of young Marla. She comes in and talks to Eddie about his hand, and says that Gary's mom told her that oh, told her what happened, and apparently mom went over to Gene the bully's house to talk to his mother and tell her what a shipper kid was doing, and the woman laughed in her face. So, complete family of guns. Marla's big takeaway from this is that they have to be there for each other. Cut back over to modern day, and Marla is breaking down crying. Mike is kind of listening to her from his room, and he remembers holding Hook in his hands, and which is the same one that winds up in Eddie's chest. So, you know, kind of kind of laying the groundwork for Mike potentially has killed his brother in the same way that Katie just tried to kill her own brother. So Mike is lying in bed. Uh, we get a bunch of creepy images that come flashing through his mind. Um, some from Candle Cove, some uh, like a guy with a sack on his head. Um, couple other other little, little creep ones dolls and things like that um he's kind of remembering candle cove as well as digging the hole um and you know holding the hook and everything in that and then mike hears the mustache worm talk to him he turns around and there's a life-size version of the mustache worm standing next to his bed uh he says all your secrets will be safe in candle cove cut back over to commercial um, so I'm not sure if it was a dream or not. It's never really explicitly said, because if it was, it's kind of a dream within a dream, since he was having all these images flash in his head. Um, Mike comes downstairs to find Marla sitting at the table. Uh, he says he needs to tell her something. Uh, Mike says that it was, that it is strange that they never found anything in the woods. And Marla kind of questions this, and Mike just asks her if she loves him. And, which is... Not a great way to start a conversation. You know, she says, yeah, of course I love you, you're my son. Uh, Mike says that he did it, that he killed Eddie. 
Uh, Mike killed him and buried him in the woods. And when they went to look where he buried uh, Eddie, the body was gone. Uh, Marla obviously is pretty freaked out by this, tells him to to get out. And Mike won't let let Marla get up from the table. He he tries to tell her, there's more, you need to listen to me. She grabs a knife and slices his hand and then walks away. So big bombshell drop there that it was actually Mike that killed Eddie. Um, obviously the whole, that there's, there's more, you need to listen to me part. It's most likely kind of the, you know, saying it's the same situation, but she, you know, after it was just kind of bad timing, honestly, Mike, you could have waited till the next day, let, let her process a little bit that they finally found her kid. Uh, so we cut over and we see that there are teeth being dropped into a mason jar. And I gotta say, it can't really be easy to open stuff with teeth hands. Um, I don't, I don't know the physics of that guy though. I mean, I don't know if there's skin under that or what, who knows. Uh, cut over to the hospital. Jessica's reading a book to Katie before leaving. Uh, she winds up wandering into her son's room and reads him the same story just to kind of show where they're at. Mike's out in the woods again. Seems very happy to have told his mother he killed Eddie. Sees Eddie. Um, he kind of falls through the earth just as a person knocks at the door and wakes Mike up. Uh, it's Gary. And he is there to have um, Mike answer some questions. And he says that he's gonna, he needs to ask him some questions about uh, something that Marla told him. So apparently Marla's first call was to Gary. Gary makes Mike get into the back of his vehicle. And they kind of make it seem like Mike's like, oh, well, uh, you know, am I under arrest? And Gary says, you know, should you be... And she gets in the back thing. This is not a police cruiser, though. Like, this is just a normal police SUV. There's not even a cage separating the two from each other. Um, so uh, we cut to Mike watching Kennel Club as a kid. Eddie walks up from behind him, sits down, kind of puts his head on his shoulder. Um, back to the, to the present, and Mike tells Gary that Eddie wanted to be mayor and that they could take turns and no one would know the difference. Um, but Mike realizes that they misses the turn and that Gary's not taken to the police station. And then the episode ends with the same woman that Marla's been talking to um, calling out to something in the forest, which we see as the Tooth Man. She's got a load of teeth in her hands, and Tooth Man comes forward and eats the teeth out of her hand. Just an incredibly creepy way to end the episode. Um, and and kind of add a little bit more mystery back to it again, too, which, which I really appreciated. Um, you know, I kind of had questions regarding... Uh, how much farther we can really take this after the first episode, you know, pretty much encapsulated the entirety of the of the story. So now we're really getting into it where, all right, we know now who killed Eddie. Um, we do not know who dug his body up and then apparently hid it in the railroad area there. Um, or if possibly if Eddie survived and got out himself. Um, but it seems like they would be able to tell that there was a fresh, freshly dug grave there. Um, so it had to have been somebody else that moved the body and, and put the dirt back and try to make it, make it look a little bit undisturbed at least. But um, this this whole thing with, um, with, with this woman that I, I don't remember if she was in the first episode or not, but she's been trying to, to help out here and... Um, with Marla, obviously one of the, you know, like I said, one of the, probably one of the kids that had died originally, 
So she's got this weird connection with the tooth creature, and I'm not sure where she got the teeth from. That'll be another question to ask. Uh, and I'm really curious to see, you know, so far the, the tooth creature is really the only only creature that we've seen that actually exists outside of the world. Um, there's possible that some of the other ones that we've seen, you know, in kind of daydreams or or nightmares are also real, but this one for sure, we've seen him a couple different ways, but also obviously supernatural as well, because we've seen him go into Katie's room, um, unless he was hiding the entire time. So uh, a lot more to unpack. We've got four episodes left to go of this, and um, you know, real curious to see where it goes, and um, I'm curious to see what happens with Gary and Mike, because I feel like there's, there's more to Gary from when he was back in the past as well, too. So uh, hopefully we get some more answers uh, in the next episode. Um, but with that, we'll go ahead and bring this one to a close. And I will work on bringing you episode three very soon. Uh, go to questionnetwork.com, check out the website, um, support the Patreon, follow me on Twitter and Facebook, and email the show and tell me you know, what, you, what you think of the show and what, uh, what movie or TV series you want me to do next. Uh, but until next time...